Okay, so I have a very vague intro for this. Okay. Right, you ready? Yeah. Stupid, sexy, 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 stupid, sexy. Podcast. Stupid podcast. SSB, SSB, SSB. That was. I wouldn't call that vague as much as a fucking nightmare for your vocal cords. <laughs> You've got the nodes. <laughs> Some people sleep paralysis demon is me doing that over them. <laughs> and it sure as heck gonna be me. Welcome everybody. Welcome to the stupid sexy <laughs> podcast once again. Season 15, episode 17, My Big Fat Geek Wedding. And as ever, you're joined by your two hosts. First, over there, she's drinking green tea because she's hungover. It's too late now, Heather. Green tea won't help. It's Heather Anderson. It's in my bones. And over there, drinking a big pint of water from a glass that may shatter at any point in time. It's Alan Irwin. Thank you. I also have a beer. Hydrate or dihydrate, bro. <laughs> hey, man. So, Heather, as I say, we're here for season 15, episode 17, My Big Fat Geek Wedding. We're rocketing towards the end of the season. I have prepared a synopsis for this week's episode, as I always do. Would you care to hear it? As someone who's never seen this episode, absolutely. Hit me with it. Give me the sweet, sweet deets. Okay, here we go. Season 15, episode 17, My Big Fat Geek Wedding. In classic Seymour fashion, Principal Skinner gets cold feet ahead of his wedding to Mrs. Krabappel. His devastated fiancé jilts him at the altar and ends up forging an unlikely rebound relationship with comic book guy. With Homer's help, can a regretful Seymour convince Edna to take him back, or is he already too late to prevent her nuptials to Springfield's number one nerd? That certainly does sound like the episode I watched. That was the synopsis, Heather. What do you think? I thought I actually really liked this episode, but I do have qualms, issues and concerns. Okay. I think it was similar to last week's episode in that it was decent enough, but I don't think it had as many very funny lines as last week's episode, so I, I, I liked it slightly less. Yeah, I thought it was good, but my main qualm, worry and concern <laughs> is, is this like the, the, the start of the snow slide? Snow slide? The downfall... Slow slide. Slow slide. Slow snide. Take it easy. <laughs> where, where was I going with this? Uh, who's to say? I'm worried that this is going to be like, is it going to be really, really soon that we get those weird like relationship arcs with Krabappel and like random men? And then from memory, I say memory from guesstimation, there's something like she gets married to Ned or something. Yeah, she gets her back blown out. I mean, probably. <laughs> A one man spit roast. <laughs> what did you say? <gasps> What did you say? <laughs> what did you say? I said a one-man spit roast. <laughs> I got at one time while looking at normal pornography, I got a um, I got a pop-up that involved exactly that. <gasps> It was the Fantastic Four. Because oh, no. it was Mr. Stre- Mr. Fantastic. He's all stretchy. Speaking of, Mr. Stretch, Fantastic Man. His penis stretch? Well, that, well, according to the image I saw, very much so. The most terrifying wank to give. <laughs> like, he's been going all over the place. <laughs> okay, right. Crocker Let's get into stretch. it before we get go completely mad. Oh. Every few weeks we just have a silly, silly episode. Um... <laughs> So there is no chalk gag. The couch gag is The Simpsons' as Play-Doh coming through a wee thing. 
Which uh, is fun. Do you mean shape cutters or a butthole? Well, it's like a butthole. You push it through and it comes out as like a You've got me there. A classic Venn diagram. We open to uh, The Simpsons in bed, the parents. Uh, Marge is reading recipes to think about in bed. Uh, my question to you, Heather, is what's your favourite recipe to think about in bed? Oh, um, Bosch, sticky Szechuan tofu. Oh, it's so good. Could you do it with chicken? Mm-hmm. I'll send you a recipe. Great. Okay, I'll think about that in bed. Okay, so Marge is annoyed because Homer has a knife and some batteries because he wants to replace all the batteries. They don't have enough AAA, so he's just going to whittle a D battery down to a AAA. Watching him do that is quite upsetting, actually, because you're like, there would be acid everywhere. Yeah, the noise of it is what gets yeah. me. I'm like, oh, that sounds like... Oh, I don't like that at all. Marge says, I'm going to go sleep on the couch. And Homer's like, she sure does love that couch. (laughs) And continues to whittle. So in the school, the kids are playing kickball. It looks like it's just baseball, but you kick the ball. Is that all kickball is? I assume so. (laughs) They kick the ball into the field and (laughs) Willie runs over the ball uh, in his lawnmower. And he goes, oh my God, I've shredded a child. Again. again." (laughs) And then he drives on (laughs) He drives onto the motorway saying, Venezuela, here I come. That music, whenever he drives onto the road as well, is my favourite music in The Simpsons. It really, you know, the... It's like perfect chase music. I love it. We then, in the class, the Skinner's on the intercom. And then Skinner mentions that he and Edna are getting married that weekend. He also reveals the room that they'll be staying at on their honeymoon. They don't want to be disturbed. And... Hart congratulates Edna, which is actually quite nice, but she's like, I, I won't believe it until he's like stuffed and over my fireplace or whatever. And he goes, you and I have the same dream, Mrs. <laughs> K. And he imagines Skinner as one of those singing fish. Yeah. It's like, my Bonnie, Bonnie lies, lies over, over the, the ocean. ocean. Also need to I feel like I, it needs to be said whenever I was watching this, my housemate said, why is that something you would come home with? <laughs> So now, um, if anyone uh, has a singing wall-mounted bass fish that I can buy, uh, sound off in the in the tweets. The night before the wedding, whenever they decide to have their bachelor and bachelorette parties, which first of all, that's chaotic. I know people used to do that, mm-hmm. but that's a fucking nightmare. Like, Isn't it? do not have your stag the night before your wedding. That's a terrible <gasps> idea. Be in bed by 10. But Marge is very relieved. The kids are with Grandpa because they've got a lot of sexy items in, you know, and sexy cocktails. And he's like, I wouldn't want the kids to see anything so disturbing. And then she goes, Grandpa's showing them pictures of his war service. Yeah, and it's like, like Germans that got melted by a flamethrower. How can you sleep at night, Grandpa? They drug us. <laughs> yes, exactly. At this bachelorette party, Duffman comes in of what? Go ahead. Here's an idea. You and me start a company for parties for single fry cooks and call it spatularette parties. No? Okay, I'll put a pin in it and we can circle back. Continue. (laughs) This podcast is over. (laughs) Because the business idea is so good. Yes, that's what I meant. Duffman comes in with loads of lady duffs. Now, first of all, what do you think a lady duff is? It's uh, like that Bud 99 you can get in America that's like, Bud, but it's it's like Bud, but it's in cans and it's ninety nine calories per can. Oh, right, so it's like a light kind of. Yeah, but it's just smaller cans. But, yeah, speaking of smaller cans. Hey, uh, you promised never to bring them up. Duffman comes and he goes. Delivering these ice cold lady duffs has made me hot. Really hot. And then he rips off his clothes. He starts dancing. He's like, 30 bucks an hour. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's not a bad deal. Like, 30 bucks an it's hour. It's not a bad deal. And then they the doorbell rings. It's Chief Wiggum. He says, we're sorry, we got a noise complaint about disco music and a strip 
diddly apron. <laughs> and then Mars looks out that. the window, and Ned is really sassy, closing his drapes, which sadly are not purple. I'm sorry, do you want him to scream constantly? <laughs> you are screaming at such a high pitch that it cuts out. I can't hear you through my, my headphones whenever you do that. Seriously? Yeah, I can hear this, like the, the initial, ah, and then it just goes, silence. All of the dogs in Belfast are sprinting to your home as we speak. God, this, I'm going to have a great night. Wiggum gets coerced, and they give him a five, and he's like, okay, I'll be Is a stripper, a and he takes his shirt off. Wow. And he does a bit of this. You have a bit of the point and dance. Yeah. His dancing is so great. It also made me realise that no one in Simpsons land has armpit hair. No. Because if somebody was going to have armpit hair, it would be Wiggum. Oh, absolutely. So in Moe's, Skinner is having a terrible, lifeless bachelor party. So Moe considers phoning a, a stripper. And he's like, no, absolutely no friction dancing. Did you see the ad said, if we send your daughter, it's free? Oh, <laughs> oh boy, I sure hope so. Can you imagine? Homer says, leave Skinner alone. He's just dying because after tomorrow, everything he does is wrong. Says more about you, Homer. Yeah, it does. Carl is very angry that Lenny doesn't rub his back without being asked, which is he's like, oh, this again? He goes, just, yes, this again. Just guys being dudes. Skinner admits to Homer in a, a pivotal moment that he is very nervous about the wedding. He agreed to a date that he thought was very far away, but now it's come up and he's getting cold feet. And he's like, but that has to stay between you and me. And Homer's like, no problem. And then it cuts to Homer going, Marge, guess what? Skinner wants to bail on his winning. And it seems like Skinner goes, Homer, you're still talking to me. That's very, very funny. Homer comes home, has a chat with Marge. Uh, He has flipped his car and it's on fire in the garden. Duffman is there, totally naked apart from a belt of beers. Yeah, which I hope they're for decoration purposes only. Can you imagine, first of all, having a beer that someone's rubbed their sweaty dick over, but also one that's not even cold? Could you imagine a cold beer on your balls? I can excuse... Dick rubbed beer, but I draw the line at room temperature. Dick rubbed beer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Day of the wedding, Skinner is very nervous and he gets really sweaty and tries to like walk backwards out of the yeah, room. Yeah, like he starts to doing like little leg, cr- like um, calf stretches and stuff. Otto drives Mrs. Krabappel to the ceremony, which is in the school gym, by the way. And he's like, Mrs. K, you look awesome. She's like, oh, thanks, Otto. It's like, this grass is awesome. My hand looks awesome. But, you know, she doesn't know that, so she just got a nice compliment. That's all that matters. Whenever she's coming in, she hears Skinner say to Homer that I told you about the coldness of my feet. Yes. And she's very upset. She imagines a flash forward 50 years later, where for their 50th wedding anniversary, she asks Skinner, could they merge their CD collections? And he says he doesn't know if he's ready to commit. And then Agnes comes in as like a weird spider robot. Yeah, I don't understand why she was a spider robot, but I also... Um, I don't want to question it i feel like it it completely makes sense somehow well maybe she had really bad arthritis so they just removed everything but her head and put it on like a robot body that she has control over but her web sack fell out in the toilet this is true he's like we can use your purse edna <laughs> so skinner says such a depressing line where he's like this is it edna as i once said at the battle of Kaysan, i surrender way to way to grab Oof. her heart seymour you fucking you dunce uh, she's very sad and she says, you know what, I don't want to marry you because you don't want to marry me. Which is fair enough. Absolutely. It's very sad. And I feel really bad for her. I like the Nelson set up outside to fire water balloons at people. He's like, I can't do it. It's a Vera Wang. He respects the, respect, the dress. That's what we love. A conscious king. Exactly. Skinner, now Skinner has a nice line to try and like alleviate the tension where he's like, well, I'm afraid Edna has gone from tardy to absent. <laughs> 
So they go to the cafeteria for the reception where they have shrimp mocktail, which looks absolutely horrifying. Fucking disgusting. Like, what is it? Also, shrimp cocktail is just shrimp and mayo and ketchup. What? How do you mock that? What? It's not real mayo? No, it's not shrimp. What It'll is be it? like imitation shrimp. Ew. Like imitation crab meat. I don't like it. Not at all. No, I like Skinner's wee dance that he does because he spent fifteen dollars on dancing lessons. Because so he does it everyone keeps coming up to him and being like, "Oh, I feel really bad for you, Seymour. Why? Because he fucked up his own wedding." Like, ugh. Fair point. You know? So Marge tries to get Edna to change her mind. And Edna says, why should I settle for someone who's not passionate about me? Amen, and Marge says, baby. oh, passions for teens and immigrants. And then did you notice Barney is drinking again? He is. He's back on the wagon. And his sponsor is an evil rabbit. That's terrifying. And we all know rabbits aren't evil. Well, I don't know. Some of them are. Skinner is very sad about, he thinks he's made a terrible mistake. Well, of course he has. Who else is going to marry the limp piece of lettuce that is Seymour Skinner? That's a very good point. Homer's like, I'll help you win her back. So he takes Skinner to outside Edna's apartment and like he shouts up. Now, I have to say, I kind of like Edna's apartment. It's her place for being free and loving it. Yeah. You know, you it's kind of nice. She's flirty, 30 and single kind of thing, you know. And so Homer's like, oh, you know, tell her like, it's like getting kicked in the balls over and over again, being without you. And he shouts that up. And Marge is telling Edna things to say, like, you know, do not listen to him. Like, we don't need you anymore. Whenever Marge and Homer realize that they're helping the you know the opposite people out, they realize, well, their, their marriage is a bit shit. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> Skinner says, Homer, why, why are you able to tell me what to do? And Homer goes, because I'm happily married. He goes, there's no ring on that finger. He goes, oh, why did I take it off? Ah, yes, to see if I could skip it across Lake Michigan. Such a little idiot. Next scene, Edna is returning the wedding presents and she returns one to comic book guy, which is a Hulk melon baller, which is tremendous. It's tremendous. Every time it makes a ball, it goes, oh, oh. And then, Joe, I'm assuming then whenever you're done, it goes, Heather walking to work. Fuck up. So they they have a bit of a chat. They're an upsetting couple. They really are. I mean, a lot of rebounds are, you know, we've all made terrible rebound decisions. But yeah, they are an upsetting couple. They decide to go for a date. So the comic book guy takes her to out to his car and he's like, oh, I love your tinted windows. He goes, alas, these are trash bags. Now, could you give me a running start? He's such a horrible person. It's so gross. Horrible's not the right word, gross. I think he's like the everything that gives me the ick. I know. Skinner tries again. He gets the choir and the orchestra, goes to Edna's apartment again. And I've written here, I like Sweet Seymour Skinner's badass song. (laughs) (laughs) I like Sweet Seymour Skinner's badass song. No, it's the name of the episode. You know, the the episode's called Sweet Seymour Skinner's badass song. It's not. No, not this episode, but there is an episode called that. Oh, is there? I didn't know that. What's that one? The episode where Flanders becomes principal. I see. And it's a reference to that black exploitation film, Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song. Cool. So there you go. Good to know. So the song is to the tune of The Lion Sleeps Tonight, and it rhymes terribly. <laughs> the sad principal. Is desperate and needy. If you come home, I won't die alone. And that's what I prefer. (laughs) Come back to Seymour today. (laughs) Or whatever it is. Settle for a bore. I mean... Bart hits those high notes perfectly, he though. He does, doesn't he? A little cherub in the choir. Bart Simpson's got pipes. (laughs) 
I'll make you a huge kid. I like you, kid. You've got gumption. What's well, gumption? It sounds delicious. <laughs> Here, do you know what um, Tom Jones would say to Bart if he was a talent agent? What? Hello, Bart. <laughs> It's been a while. It's been a while. Oh, I had to. I got. Oh, gotta get back on my Jordans. Hello, Bart. <laughs> Hello, Bart. Out onto the balcony comes not Edna, but comic book guy in the nude. I know he's making popcorn. Edna's asleep in his in the many folds of his Spider-Man T-shirt, and they've just been riding. And he's like, "I adore Edna. She is near mint and comes from a very limited edition. Females who will talk to me." Then Homer says. Give her a back to Skinner. A fat, bald guy like you? You could have anyone. Which I mean... That's why I'm such a sex symbol. You're not fat. I'm fattish. I'm fattish. Comic book guy walks back in and we get to see his Superman logo ass tattoo. Yeah. Terrible. Terrible. One of the things he mentions before he walks in is that he's going to take Adna to the bi-monthly science fiction convention. Bi-mon sci-fi con? You've heard of it? Hey, women have put out just to get out of there. Probably that is true. So we go to. So by this point, Marge is on board with Homer because she thinks Comic Book Guy is a terrible fit for um, Edna. You know, not wrong. Yeah, she's, yeah. The whole family goes to the 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 Bymon Sci-Fi Con. The Bymon Sci-Fi Con. We get a Matt Groening cameo where he agrees to like sign autographs even on his own private property. Make sure to tug his beard. And we get to see Lenny dressed up as George Jetson. Yeah. Which I feel like there's not enough Jetson comedy. You know? Yeah. In terms of like comic lore, it's up there with the most interesting I've heard. In what sense? I was hoping for no follow-up questions. All right, we'll move on. <laughs> Comic book guy had to disappear into multi-purpose room B. And in, in there, they're all dressed as Klingons. And I just don't get Star Trek. I don't get it. Neither do I. I love Star Wars. Like, Star Wars is one of my favorite things and has been my, one of my favorite things since I was mm-hmm. very wee. But Star Trek, I tried. I really have tried. I don't get it. My dad really likes it. And it's very fun to, um, anytime he's watching it, go which one is sport that really grinds his gears but um i think i don't i don't get star trek but i do find it really cool how like it's always like gate kept by average looking men with no real personalities but like housewives are the reason it became popular in the first place you know i like that that's the sort of shits i like it also gives us that guy going have you ever walked out of a mall into a huge parking area and realized you'd forgotten where you parked your car Ever gone mountain biking? What do you want to be when you grow up? What's the right tip? Have you called a plumber to your home lately? How superstitious are you? How much money would it take to make you spend a night in a cemetery? Would you display this as a trophy? Do you have a pet? Do you have a sweet tooth? Do you believe in the power of a curse? Have you had your hearing tested lately? Planning a trip soon? Can you remember the tallest man you've ever seen? Do you love to go a-wandering beneath a clear blue sky? Have you noticed what big stars real estate agents have become? Are you careful with your personal records? Does your computer ever seem to have a mind of its own? Have you ever visited a Chinatown section in a major city? Have you ever visited a flea market? Have you ever visited a truck stop? Did you ever have a job as a waiter? Have you noticed how many successful restaurants are theme-based these days? Have you ever had the desire to write your initials in wet cement? I love that so much. You ever looked at the moonlight on a clear but crystal night? <laughs> Comic book guy gets out a ring, proposes to Edna. He says there's a there's a saying in Klingon, or whatever it is, and it means like I would kill a thousand babies to see you smile you or something. You can say what you want about Edna Krabappel, but that pussy must be good. Everyone's proposing to her. I've never really... <laughs> Jesus Christ. I am not cutting that out. This podcast is just a a long series of things that I immediately regret saying. (laughs) 
Yeah, including, yes, Alan, I would like to do the podcast with you. <laughs> I think she agrees because it's like the most romantic thing anyone's ever said to her. That's very sad. But they were interrupted by Skinner as Catwoman, which is tremendous. But <laughs> well, they told me it was Catman. <laughs> I also love that he's like stumbling in the stilettos and stuff. Yeah. And then him and comic book guy have a fight, which reminded me of a school fight I once saw where like two nerdy guys fought each other and there was a lot of like like sl- shitty slaps and like pushing. That's very they didn't know funny. and like flicking ears and shit like flicking that. Flicking ears. You know, flicking just anything, right? I particularly enjoyed in the fight that whenever Edna breaks him up, Skinner is trying to hurt comic book guy by pulling his fake ponytail. I know. He's like ah, and he and, and comic book guy's biting his leg. <laughs> gnawing on it like a bone. Edna says she doesn't want to marry comic book guy, but she also doesn't want to marry Skinner because she wants to be with someone who loves her. Which is, you know, the bare minimum, really. Yeah, and so she leaves them both so she's a single woman again. Agnes comes up to Skinner, puts her arm and is like, come back home with Mama, son. I'll make you some hot cocoa while you sit in your shame closet. As he should. Yeah. And then she says a slur. She does say a slur. Yeah. On, on yeah. The, I didn't catch it in the first watch, but the rewatch, I went, oh, Agnes, you silly yeah. bitch. Oh. Shut your shut your cake yeah. hole. She's old. Well, maybe just move on. <laughs> I've written here, Homer always pulls it back at the end, but I can't remember what he actually does. Oh, no, what does Homer he comes do? up and like start, he's like, he asks Marge to marry him again, and he's got like the entire school orchestra stuffed in the closet, and Marge is like, oh. Oh, Homer, that's so romantic. <laughs> and then yeah. they fuck. I don't know. But they re- they they renew their wedding vows, you know. And oh yes, 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 yes. And then whenever she says "I do," because it's the Klingon guy, and then Marge or Homer goes, "Marge, you just agreed to raise the kids Klingon, and all is right with the world." pretty much that's exactly what happens at her core you know what it is Marge just adores Homer and will forgive him for anything because she loves him so much and he is exploiting that baby yeah there's only so many times you can get away with that excuse before you go Marge he's making no visible progress or actions to say sorry yeah what is the crack with you Marge What is the crack? What are you, Marge? Blink twice if you need an intervention. Are you still Tom Jones? I don't know. <laughs> Hello, Marge. Hello, uh, So the episode ends there. Heather, what do you think? I think it's... I still think it's a good episode. I guess I like it as much as I did before. I don't know. I think it's okay. I, I, it's, it's solid, but it's not amazing. There are some funny lines, but last week, like you know, there's nothing on on a par with the scene where Homer is the security guard yeah. in the juvie. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That's you know. It was. I feel like it's it's like a solid. It's a solid plot, but it's not amazing so star wise i would give it a three straight down the middle that's what i have we should be friends i have a three we could be the best of friends talk to the tale of heather (laughs) and the boy she loves so dear they remain the best of friends for years and years and years beautiful so i give it three you give it three that's six out of ten so that's like maybe don't skip it if you're gonna watch three yeah like yeah I always feel bad because I imagine most of our listeners watch the episode before they listen to this. And they're like, oh yeah, it wasn't worth watching. I don't know. Um, I guess we'll never Either know. that or we, ru- we ruin all the best jokes in the episode for them. I mean, someone's got to prepare them for it. That's right, true. So three and three, that's six out of ten. Up to you. Do what you want. We're not your mama. Definitely not your papa. Boy, we're hardly even your cousins. Stop it. 
<laughs> well, it's certainly not a babysitter. Stop it! <laughs> Stop it! Definitely not your friend. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Um, Sorry, I find that very, So very that'll funny. do it for season 15, episode 17, My Big Fat Geek Wedding. Heather, of course we'll be back next week. Would you like to hear a little bit about next week's episode, a little preview? I would love that. You know I love viewing, especially pre. Okay, here we go. Season 15, episode 18, Catch Him If You Can. When Marge and Homer are caught enjoying a romantic weekend in Miami instead of a boring family visit to Dayton, Bart and Lisa embark on a cross-country journey to hunt them down and ruin their holiday. Grandpa, abandoned Miami, enjoys the company of gay Miami swinger Raul. Raul! Wow. Raul. So that's Raul. coming up next week, but that'll do it for this week's episode. So Heather, if people want to get in touch with the podcast, how could they do it? They can send us a little tweet tweet at Stupid Sexy Pod. They could hit us up on Instagram at Stupid Sexy Podcast. And we have an email that's Stupid Sexy Podcast at gmail.com. Am I forgetting anything? Well, you're forgetting that if they want to support the show, there's a few things they could do. They could share us on their socials. They could give us a review on their podcast platform of choice. Spotify has had added ratings, so if you want to go on and review us on there, that would be a great help. Get it up, get us up the rankings, baby. Um, I'm feeling that. Uh, if you have any friends who like The Simpsons or looking for a podcast to listen to, send them our way. And if you don't, definitely do, because oh boy, this would be a real fun thing to listen to. At least someone would be enjoying it. <laughs> this has been the Stupid Sexy Podcast. I've been Alan Irwin. I've been Heather Anderson. Bye. 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 Godspeed.